the Democratic Social Club of Alexandria proudly presents Liberally Social School Board Edition, a podcast about who are all these local candidates and which ones am I voting for? We get it, and we're here to help. Listen as we take each candidate, not out, but in, for drinks to discuss what on earth is happening. We want to be really transparent about our agenda. We want to help our fellow Alexandrians get to know hyper-local candidates like actually get to know them socially. We are definitely not journalists, but we are the kind of people who would have a podcast about city politics. So we're just gonna throw ourselves some virtual parties, invite great candidates, have fantastic conversations, and record them all for you to listen to while you hide from your children in the bathroom. The plan this time around is to introduce you to the candidates in the two competitive school board districts, A and B. No, not all of them, only the ones you'd actually consider voting for, you know, because they aren't Trumpers, they support masking at school, and among them, they have exactly zero pending lawsuits with ACPS. See, we have standards. There's no time to waste, so we're cutting our episodes in half. We have got to get you prepared to vote by November 2nd, so let's go. introduce ourselves so everyone knows who's at the pod party tonight. I'm Sandy Marks. I'm Ann Fawn. I'm Kristen Weber. And I'm Marta Schantz. And now let's all raise our glasses to our guest, candidate for school board in District B, Preanne Johnson. Welcome, Preanne. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here. So now the first thing we need to do is clarify, do we need to call you Miss Johnson because you're a principal? No way, Jose. The kids call me Miss Johnson. Everyone else calls me Pre Pre. Pre Ann is fine, and Pre Pre on the board is my um, slogan because the teachers, when they want something or need something, say Pre Pre. Hi Pre Pre. Can I have Hi Pre Pre? Did you Hi Pre Pre? Something. All right. Well, now we know the secret. Yes. Uh, now that's definitely going to stick in our minds. But let's get this party started. And what is a party without games? So one of our goals is to ask questions that we wouldn't find out just by Googling you. So we're going to ask you some questions from our very scientific list of essential questions for assessing a person's character. Mm. And your job, I know, right? Your job is to give as many answers as you can in just a few minutes. So yeah. short answers are perfectly good. Got it, Priyam? I got it. I'll try. All right, here we go. Who is your favorite teacher? Oh, gosh, Miss White. She was at MacArthur. She was my daughter's teacher, but that was my favorite teacher too. Oh, oh would, would she be surprised that you're running for school board? No, not at all. <laughs> Probably not at all. She knows that I run my mouth a lot. I'm very vocal and I have a heart for the whole division. So no, she would say, yeah, this is the next move for sure. Oh, good. Okay. So what kind of student were you as a kid? You know, I was a, I was a, the, when I say that, the first thing I think of is my family. I have a really big family and I'd always go to the bus stop with them. And my sister would always leave me because I wore the wildest clothes and she didn't want to walk with me. So I just was odd and weird and could care less what I had on, was very loud, could care less what I did. I mean, maybe to her, you, she saw this big clown always following her, but I really didn't care. Didn't know if anybody cared, didn't care either. I was just happy go lucky. Oh, all right. So I might have a guess, but what is your astrological sign or what is your Myers-Briggs type or both? I am a Libra. 
And I do think that that describes me because a lot of times I find myself having to say, oh, you're a Pollyanna. And that's because like, I'll, I'll agree with something, but then someone will tell me their side and I'll say, oh, I see your side. Um, and now we just go back and forth with, I kind of understand and kind of level and weigh all the options before I make a decision. I am strong-willed, but for the most part, I'm a, I'm a listener. So I want to know both sides of every coin. And so I kind of, you know, the Libras kind of say level. So we just got to know it all so that we can make a foul decision. And that's me. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's time. That's time. There's time. Thank you so much. I will be passing you over to Kristen. All right. The name of our first very serious segment is, why would you do this to yourself? And also, thank you for your service. (laughs) In episode one of our school board series, we talked to some former student representatives to the school board about things that motivate people to run for school board and why that matters. So tell us, what's your motivation for running? Um, I think the the first thing you said about, are you crazy or whatever that was, is so true. And it's what I get from everybody. I have been in the division for 36 years. I've been at every every place you can go, elementary, high school, middle school, you know, on the field, off the field. I coach basketball. But this is why I'm running for school board. I think I retired at a great time. My daughter graduated. And I think 36 years is a really good time to leave the division, but I still have so much in this head of mine and so much I know and so much I want to share and so much heart for the school division that I just didn't want to totally walk away. I still am a part of um, them. They are my family. You'll hear me say it over and over again. It's my family. And so I still want to provide. And like you said, in the end, it's about serving now. It was work before and now it's service. And so I'm just moving into that direction because I just have so much to offer the school division and I'm just not ready to give it up. Well, so can you tell us a little bit more about, um, I think we heard some already, but can you tell us some of uh, your personality qualities that you think are well-suited to being a school board member? Well, people will always tell, talk about me. There's only one me. I, when I retired, you know, you get a lot of these speeches and everyone was like, you know what? Preanne was the same today, yesterday. She's always going to be herself. And that's one quality, you know, it's good and bad. If you don't like me, it's really bad <laughs> because I can't be anything else. But if, it's, if you can kind of deal with me and get to know me, then it's really good that I just am not changing. You know that you're always going to get straight it's always going to be me. It's always going to be straight. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you like it is. And we're going to have great fun conversations. But in the end, you're going to know one thing. I'm not talking to you or saying anything to you if I didn't care. I care so much that I'm not even going to, I'm going to just be straight. And I can just only be me. That's what everyone says. Oh, thanks, Priam. That's great. Uh, I'm going to send you over to Marta now. All right. Well, Priyan, the next up is a little segment we're calling Friend Me. Uh, One side effect of the COVID shutdown has been the advent of these online Facebook parent groups, some Mm -hmm. public, some private, Mm -hmm. some that Mm -hmm. are organized around very singular issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, are Are you in any of them? Give us a scoop. Right. I was, no, I'm, I am in one. I'm on Bring Back the SROs because I was passionate about that. 
And the thing is, the funny thing that I found out about that organization is I'm passionate. I've known SRO since elementary school when I work with them when they were doing so much. I know what their real purpose is and, and the benefit that they have. So I was very passionate about that. And I joined that group. I was, I read an, um, in the post, I read, someone was like, oh, I would believe in this organization if they didn't have all the Republicans there. Because at a rally that I attended, um, Daryl was there and somebody else was there. And I'm thinking, oh, no, guys, no, 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 no. This is a, this is a cause for everyone. And as long as they continue to be positive and say something that I agree with, I will stay on. I thought about getting on the others just because I wanted to be informed, but when people started sending me pieces and it was negative, I'm not doing it. I cannot do it. I'm not getting involved in anything that's negative, but we, what if it's something that's positive and something I believe in, I will join, but that really is the only one I, um, only one I thought was to bring back the SROs. And how representative of the, of the entire Alexandria community would you say these groups are? Oh, so, so small, so small, so small, so small. They're not, I mean, it is the same. And actually the same people are in many of the groups. Like um, there's one, um, Alexander, No Agenda or No Agenda ACPS and Open ACPS. Those, the same people are really a part of all of those. And um, so the, the group that is kind of talking the most is very small. I do have friends all across the vision. I have friends on all sides of the um, table or coin or whatever. And so everyone always sends me stuff because they want me to know. So I'm not on the sites, but they'll send me posts every once in a while. And you can see it really is the same people. Interesting. Oh. All right. Well, thank you. All right, Sandy, poke, 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 poke. You're up. <laughs> now for our next segment, entitled quit poking me a poke, plea poke. to communicate outside of facebook but also not in person because covid so we just talked about what's happening on social media and how issues tend to arise there and sometimes bubble over into reality our question is and i've been doing a terrible job of asking this question so i'm going to try to phrase it really clearly okay we talked about that but there's real life too what should we be talking about in real life? If we could get parents and community members as passionate as they get online, mm -hmm. what would you like them to be passionate and excited about? What are you passionate and excited about in ACPS? The whole child. Um, what there, when we were on COVID, and this kind of goes back to when we were in the pandemic, I was in the thick of things, and children are suffering, and parents are struggling, and teachers are struggling, and everyone um, tried, to, um, tried to navigate this really strange environment, and we're now out of it, and we're seeing some effects of the COVID that we didn't know. Is this because of COVID? Is this because of something else? I would like people to focus on what we see that is different now, um, particularly mental through mental health, um, some of the aggression that's happening at the school, let's look at it, where, how is that related to COVID and being away and how is it not? Let's kind of address those issues of what is truly related to COVID and how we can um, mitigate that. What do we do? What do we do about learning? How do we put, uh, make smaller groups? What, do we, what are the teachers? I want the teachers to talk about what practically, for real, you need me to spend a dollar on so that you can really do well with kids. What 
practically, I mean, really that I can give you. And I want to hear from parents about, you know, now that you're back, what are you most worried about with your child? How, what, what is it that um, you worry about when they're going to school, when they're coming home? And what practically can we do to help you feel better? Um, I really want to talk about the things that we now see that are impacting us and what we can really do, where can we can really spend money to start to make kids close the gaps of learning, feel more healthy um, about, and just feel better about um, the school system and what's happening. I just want real talk like this. I want real talk. <laughs> Tell me what you need. I don't want to hear the high in the sky what I wish. What do you need so that you can get the job done? And let's do it. Well, thank you. I usually have follow-up questions. I have oh, zero follow-up. Oh, you do? Kristen does. I'm just curious, Brian, um, do you have priorities in your head? Like things, you know, given what you were saying, I mean, it sounds like teachers, 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 but like, what, what are your priorities? So yeah, my priority I think is, is to make sure that in everything we do on the board, I'm going to be focusing on the whole child. Um, and making sure that we meet the needs of the whole child. I also, um, I, I, you know, I had written down these three, what I call my agenda items. And I know one um, was really the whole child and what they're doing, but also equity is important to me. And the way, um, when I was on the campaign trail, people were talking to me about what is race theory? What is this and that? And I want to really talk about what equity really is to our children and our school and our families. And so what that looks like, um, them being valued, I want to make sure that kids see themselves in the school. I want to make sure that parents see that they're welcome and, and have an open door. So I guess the, the, the first thing is considering the whole child and no health. And then the second thing would be just really focusing on equity um, in the sense of being welcoming and inclusive and making sure that all of our families feel welcome and inclusive. And that piece of equity there um, is something else I want to focus on. And that we're not just listening to always that top 3%, understanding that the, every child, the child who knows it all, we need to teach to know more. The child who knows a little, we need to do more. I'm talking about everyone. When I say that, I mean, everyone needs to see themselves as valued in their classroom setting, as valued in the community, and as valued as parents. As a Title I school, we have to do a lot of parent engagement. And it, we just do everything we can to bring in every parent into the building and say, you belong here. This is your community and you belong here. So um, I guess it's that equity, inclusiveness, um, um, belonging, value, whole child. When I'm on the board, that's what I'm going to be listening for every decision. Are we really growing our kids? And the last thing is, we are not preparing our kids for the today I know. We're preparing our kids for the tomorrow they will live in. So innovation. I need to be able to teach these kids to be successful when they graduate, not successful with what I think they need to know today. So that would, I think, be the third thing is we've got to make sure that our kids are graduating, able to get jobs, but also able to just be on the top, to just be virtual. You always say in this global society, that's for real. When they grow up, it's going to be a global society. They'll be looking other places. So anyway, I'm talking too much. No, and you so. know what? Your, your second point on equity is a great segue yes. into our next segment with Kristen. Okay. All right, Brianne, welcome back to me. Uh, and welcome to this segment called Equity.
equity, the more you know. Mm -hmm. do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> equity is the word of the moment across our city, yes. but we here at Liberally Social believe that equity isn't just policymaking, it's foundational and it requires homework. What homework have you personally done to understand the history of systemic racism and white supremacy mm -hmm. in Alexandria and specifically how it impacts our schools? Mm -hmm. So um, being a part of the school system, the, it started at Central Leadership and we had um, led by Cheryl Robinson. Cheryl, am I saying, wait, wait, um, oh, I hope I got that right. Anyway, um, we, have, um, we have been in equity training. We talked about what equity means for um, ACPS. Um, we described it, um, we gave language to it. We gave a common language to what we mean by equity. And we began to dig deeply in what is systemic racism? What are meta, meta, um, meta aggressions? What are, we really dug deeply. And we did that for three years. Then we were, the next step was to take that to the school level. And I was probably one of the first schools that really started to take it seriously. We brought a group to talk about um, immigration and why families immigrate and the history of immigration and how American politics caused countries to have to immigrate and the sugar trade. And so we brought a group in and did a full-time staff development that was a kickoff. Um, with uh, with another organization and we brought our staff in and talked about um, that. Then we talked about, then we had sessions the entire year. Um, we read, I use that as the book, um, book is a white fragility and kind of use that as a jumping board. We're also using um, a cultural competence of the brain. And so we're using those materials and starting to help teachers to understand, first teachers, to understand what allyship means, what they can do, what um, and white supremacy and what it means, right? It almost killed us. When we did it as a school, I'm telling you, we have the best culture in James K. Polk in the whole division. And it was about crushed when we talked about equity. We clearly saw how people were, well, what are you blaming me? I didn't do it. What am I supposed to do about it? So it was really, we had to be careful um, with the staff, but it was so important. Interestingly enough, as soon as we did that really heavy deep dive into equity, and I had a lot of teachers complaining, what am I talking about? Why do we have to learn this? What's going on? You're just trying to make me feel bad. White people are blaming. Then came George Floyd. Then came racial unrest. You should have seen the emails flooding in. Thank you so much. I get it now. I understand what you were trying to say. I'm so glad we were cutting edge. Um, so it really starts with our teaching staff and, and, and the leadership. I love the way ACPS started with leadership and dug into the classroom. I mean, dug into the teachers. You have got to understand your own biases and your own, what you bring to the table, um, both good and bad. And we've got to talk through that before you can even understand the next step of what does that mean for our kids? This whole idea of um, uh, teaching racial whatever, I, I'm critical race theory. Critical race theory, I've been asked so much, I can't stand it. The <laughs> whole theory and that whole problem is the belief that we're gonna be teaching that heavy, deep metacognition that almost crushed my school to our kids right now. And the reality is we are getting our faculty to understand why it's important, what systemic racism is, how it was impacted in Alexandria, why Alexandria is such an issue, 
here in Alexandria so that they can understand their children differently and approach the learning from a different perspective. Not so that they can make them feel guilty or start to you know, teach this deep dive to them, but that they can have a perspective that they can go into the classroom and truly value the contribution of every student can truly see what every student can offer to the classroom. Right now it's, oh, there's these kids that can only offer so much, these ELL kids I got to. Well, when you talk about, when you really get to equity, then you know how to turn that around and say, these kids gotta tell y'all something. Everybody sit down and listen to them so that they feel valued and apart. Everyone has something to offer. Everyone has something value added. And that's what equity is about, creating an environment where everyone is seen as important and having, some, having something to offer in that classroom. Oh, I don't think I we're supposed to say yours, this. But I would keep you forever here. But no, I talk too much. No, 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 wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. And I have to pass you on to Anne, but this was great. I know, I'll have to delete it if I say this, but that's the best answer. <laughs> All right, Priyan, it's time to get really, really awkward and okay. humble brag on yourself. So do you have any organizations or groups or personal endorsements that you want to share? Is there anything particularly proud you've been involved in that you want to, you know, just shout out to the whole world? We promise to give you a really big round of applause. I am not a politician. And if this campaigning has been very difficult, it is um, but what I am humbled by is the support that I've got. So it's difficult for me to like brag on myself. I'm the best. I'm the greatest. I can do all this. Although guess what? I am the best. I am the greatest. I can do all this. <laughs> but at the same time, it's difficult for me to do that all the time. Um, but I do, I do feel like I'm, I'm doing okay because of the support that I've gotten. Um, I love Jack Taylor. Jack Taylor has given me um, a lot of different reasons, but personal reasons, but um, Jack Taylor, all of the school board members from the past, starting Mark William, Lober, um, all the standing um, school board members, all the people who are running are really giving me um, support and helping me to understand how to sell myself, how to campaign. Um, and I'm really humbled by it. I am truly humbled by um, the number of people who are coming to me and saying, I want you in here. You need to be on the school board. What do I need to do to get you here? Don Porter, for sure. Um, and I was teacher endorsed. I got the orange sticker, yay! Um, teacher endorsed. I've been a part of the union um, the whole time, even when I didn't need to be. I stayed a member because I know the good things that they do for our school and our staff. I don't wanna leave anyone out. And like I said, I'm humbled by my support, but there's a lot of current um, board members, past principals, past administrators, and past board members that really are pushing me forward to really um, make this happen. Thank you so much, Priyan. I really appreciate that answer. Priyan, you made I, it. I did it. <laughs> you I did it. it. This has been the best forum I've ever been in. What a party! Yay! <laughs> and with that, it is time to turn the lights up and turn the music down as our podcast party comes to a close. It has been a party. See you next time.
episode of Liberally Social, brought to you by the Democratic Social Club of Alexandria. We'd like to thank our guest, Preanne Johnson, candidate for school board in District B. Check the show notes for Preanne's website and donation links, as well as the link to the school board voting district map so you can make sure you're in the right place. Be sure to listen to all of the episodes featuring candidates from your district so you can call yourself an educated voter and school your friends on this race. Join the Democratic Social Club on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at DemSocialALX for more information about the Liberally Social podcast. The creative and manual labor that's making Liberally Social happen is always done by Sandy Marks, Marta Shantz, Kristen Weber, Anne Fawn, Elizabeth Bradley, Rushmi Papu, Ron K. Hughes, Joy Pocatella, and Anna Yeager. See you next time.